Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host of the Huddle. Coach, yes, all right. First touchdown of the year. Bobby Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name. Already, it's Mercy. Ha ha. It's the Six Red King Show. Can't forget the name, though. Got Jazz Blue Vision DJ break the game code. Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange and green. You see the Six Red Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond a hundred yards of hurricane that's never still put a damage to the What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. Hey, welcome back. What's going on, everybody? How you guys doing? Can't complain. Big, big, uh, yeah, big, big night. And huh, for the uh, University of Miami, uh, proud, proud moments as well. Proud to be a Miami Hurricanes fan and uh, alumni and everything else. How huh, Vish? Yeah, yeah, it's still a tough one, but uh, still tough. But uh, yeah, I yeah. guess yeah. With, with time we'll reflect better. <laughs> we got some uh, some really cool stuff to go over today. Obviously, Vish was over in Houston for the Final Four game against UConn. Uh, Blue was able to attend this weekend's practice slash scrimmage over at uh, this indoor practice facility, outdoor practice, whatever, wherever the hell they were. They were everywhere, I'm sure. So uh, for spring football, as uh, we're only a couple of weeks away from the spring football game, which uh, will be exciting as well. And of course, Miami Hurricanes beat the brakes off of the FSU Seminoles in baseball man i'll i'll say this it is some so fsu last year tied our postseason streak they are not going to get close to the postseason this year so they're going to end up tied with us on that yep that's crazy i know I that's, no, it's four it's 44 by the way is the number it's like a small number 
I know. <laughs> they, they did exactly 44 also, and then they're going to also just fail right there at that spot. That's crazy. That's crazy. Anyways, uh, DJ, Blue, Vish, guys, um, obviously we're going to start off with uh, with uh, some Final Four action because I think that, you know, I mean, it was it was an amazing run by the Miami Hurricanes, and they, they ran into a juggernaut over at UConn. They Sometimes the moment got a little too big for them. You know, Vish, we'll probably, uh, I'll let you kind of chime in on this a little bit in a second, but, um, you know, some of the things that we spoke about last week and what you've been speaking about, Vish, on on some of these other shows with Mel and, and, and Inside, what is it, Inside Out? Did I say that right? Inside Out? Yeah, except it's stylized. Yeah. The E is a three. Yeah, with And some of the other shows that we've been listening to, I mean, you know, the, the bigs down low, it was it was the, the, the Sonogo and Klingon show. I mean, look, everybody else contributed, right? Dawkins and Newton and uh, Andre Jackson and, and the rest of that team. I mean <laughs> – that was an incredible, incredible team that UConn put out there, and I, I'm, I'm probably going to say that they're going to win it all. But San Diego State's got a hell of a team too, so um, it could be a game. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Eighty four fifty nine is going to be the final. <laughs> look at look at him putting out. Wow, wow. He just put out fifty seven nothing against. Hey, uh, and while I have that, I like to take Joel Lenardi and beat his face because I will tell you this, <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, I said back all the way back in January. I said, if UConn is anything but a one or two, I'll be. Res- they were. Let me tell. You, they were a terror all year. How did they to, lose eight games, man? How, to, did they, how did that team to lose? be a four? Come on, that was that was a slap in the face, and that's why I say you got to watch these games. You just can't rely on a stupid like Dave Lamont takes me to task. Oh, it's a formula. You know what? Get a new damn formula. Watch yeah, the damn game. It's just like Miami. I mean, for them to be a five, they should have been on the three or four line. If you watch Miami games all year long, when they were at their best, they could have beaten anybody. They throttled Duke at home. They came, they never really were blown out of a game. And that's why I said, I don't go on those things. I go on actual, you know, uh, what they do. The eye test, yeah. And it it just got me angry that when everyone goes, oh, uh, UConn is an upstart team. They would thrash these teams. Because they're and the thing is, is they got two of everything. It's like Noah's Ark. I mean, you know, they. I mean, it's. It, I mean, it. If one guy doesn't do it, the other guy does. But uh, I'll tell you what, the Miami Hurricanes this year. I mean, women and men, just had to make you proud. What they did, they were two. They were one of the top four teams in the country, and men, and one of the top eight teams in women. I mean, how does that sink in? And here's even one thing. Miami's the only team, all those Kansas and all those powerhouses who've been to the final four and the big and the final eight two years in a row. They have nobody else did it. You know, UConn wasn't there last year. San Diego State wasn't there last year. FAU wasn't there last year. But Miami was in that elite eight last year. I'm just and and it's just they ran into a team. And you'll see tonight it, that team just they they get they get up on you so quick. And I said that I think to uh, I forgot it was one of the guys, one of the maybe Luke or somebody said, "Oh, Miami better shoot better." I said, "Dude," and I said this last week on this show because I, I saw I re- remembered. I said, "This team, you can't let them go on a run and get behind because if you do, you'll stay there because they've got so many avenues." And um, I just want to get that in there. 
Was, was, I don't was, mean I. I didn't threaten Joe Lenardi. I just think that uh, he. Well, you should have. Damn it. <laughs> this was a, was the moment too big at times for for this Canes team because we saw it right. They, I mean, they missed a couple. You know, quite missed, a miss miss fourteen layups. Yeah, I mean, fourteen layups. It was tough. I mean, obviously they had to, they struggled a little as well. So. Yeah, I, I do think it got so. First of all, just to like set the scene, I don't know if any of you have been to a Final Four game before. That's more recently. It is so weird playing basketball in a football stadium. It's just like <laughs> big empty spaces. Like the ball sounds funny, the rim sounds funny. It is an awkward environment. Yeah, and you yeah. gotta just mentally get over that. I don't think we ever did. Like I don't think we ever kind of got comfortable. And the whole there's thing, no atmosphere. It's it's uh, actually it's I, I don't know that that's, it's it's just weird. It's the whole thing is weird. You have these huge expanses of vast like open. I actually took a photo one and tweeted. I was like, I this is not do justice to how cavernous it is in here. Yeah, like this is crazy. Like the court's like this, and then there's this whole thing around yeah. it. Um, that's why like when Pax shoe broke, everyone's like, why don't they have a spare shoe? I'm like. The problem is not no one keeps a spare shoe on the bench. <laughs> the problem is you gotta go three miles back to the locker room to get it because <laughs> it's a football stadium. Like that's yeah, where the yeah. issue is. No one's keeping a spare shoe on the bench. No, I, I saw a final in the Superdome uh, when UNLV yeah. played, and it was it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, no, exactly. So you, you've seen this. So it's like it's just a crazy, and you have to mentally like get over that. Just play basketball. I don't think we ever did that. Yeah. Missed a lot of layups. Missed open jumpers. And then the big thing, as Blue said. You're kind of so powerful inside. They're big. The way that we – and we we play teams like that and we beat teams like that. The way we do is by forcing them out of their game, by making those threes, getting to the basket, getting using the quickness to get layups, and then they have to sub out of it. They have to go small to match up. When you miss your layups, you miss your open jumpers, You're then it just becomes them playing volleyball at the rim. So, you know, something – this is the first time – something's got to give, right? When we play – we play so different than everyone else. We play small – Everyone else does not do that. So something has to give, right? Either the other team has to match up with us or we have to match up with them. We can't match up with them because it's not like we play small bites. We don't have the bigs. Right. So this is the first time where, and it was a lot of our own doing, missing layups, missing open jumpers that allowed them to build that lead. And then they just leaned on us. Like actually the first half, the rebounding was fine, but by this, we never forced them to get out of their game. And by the second half, they had worn us down because you can only out hustle your way to rebounds for for so long before the size makes an impact so i think we played really poorly which is probably the disappointing part like we could definitely play better than that make better make more shots we missed so many mid-range shots which is exactly how we beat texas we made two threes in that game and scored 88 points by getting the mid-range and hitting pull-up shots we couldn't make a, a, a mid-range jumper to save our life i mean wooga got benched like i mean it's crazy when you think about what happened in that game like if you came and tell me like wooga was just gonna get benched yeah, like I mean, because they thought like he's again, it was just overwhelmed by the moment. And I think Coach, I was like, he's not gonna have it because even when Pack's shoe broke, we went to Beverly because right. Bensley Joseph plays a lot. He's closed games for us this year, so him as like the fifth guy in the court is not really even a. It's normally Wooga, but it can be him, and it's like not even a thing. But when when Pack's shoe breaks and you're like Beverly going instead of Wooga, that is a pretty big indication that Coach, I was like, Wooga's not not there right now, and you know that's. A, and then, you know, Anthony Walker put in his, his standard performance of shooting a stupid three and trying post-up spin moves, but he's never made one before in his life and and all that stuff. But, like, I – it just it, – the, the only – the real – the disappointing part is it never felt – we did felt like we didn't give give our best game there. And 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 not that, not that we were necessarily the better team because I don't think we were. 
Um, it was more just like we could have done better than that. And then, you know, the one thing they hadn't had is had game pressure. Like if it's close towards the end, how well do they execute? Because we played a lot of close games and they hadn't, but we never after being down. Yeah, it was it was 20. It was 20 points at one point. In the second half. We got down to eight. Felt like if we could get one or two more baskets there, then, you know, it really times up because talk about game pressure. You blow a 20 point lead and now it's close. That's all the pressures on the team that blew the lead. Right. So. We just we just yeah. weren't able to to get that. We needed one more basket at the end of it because we got down to eight. They pushed it back out. Got down to ten. They pushed it back out. We never, you know, we need that one or two more baskets to really put the pressure on them. But the, and the reason we couldn't do it and get those stops is in the second half they had one offensive rebound at halftime. In the second half they had like thirteen. They just you're not going to make a comeback if you give the team that many shots at the basket. And that was the size. And it's because we never forced them out of their out of their comfort zone. And if we'd made those layups and exploited our quickness more they might have had to sub the matchup instead we just had to take it essentially and they they physically beat us up inside not, 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 only, not only that but you know some of the things that we spoke about last week was the play of our guards right nigel pack and 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 zay wong didn't have their best games and i know we mentioned earlier that not the whole team didn't play their best but those two, yeah, they probably had the most points out of everybody on the team, but they still didn't play a great game, right? Then you had the issue. I mean, the fluke issue with the shoes, that's not something you can control. But I just think that, you know, once you saw that those two weren't just – they weren't getting it done, um, and then you, you, you kind of rely on – you know, Jordan Miller, on, on top of that, Jordan Miller didn't have a great game either, right? So yeah. – and then Norchad is not – you know, there's only so much he can do. He's, he's great down there. But sometimes, you know, he's going to get worn out by a guy who's seven foot tall. Well, and this is this is the way my brother put it, which I think is accurate. Is like we played like we played against Drake, except against a better team. Right. Like we were off, we were out of sorts. We got away with it there because it was Drake. Uh, you're not going to get away with that against. You mentioned Jordan Miller, like his little mid range fadeaway that he's basically automatic on. He missed several times. Wong's baseline jumper, he missed a couple of times. Like those are like shots they never miss. Those are. And I think that's one of the things with that team is the reason they're so good is those middle mid-range shots and those little tricky shots, almost automatic at, those are actually tough shots. So it's very hard to defend when like the the shot you're giving is a fade away in the paint to, to an undersized power forward, but that's the shot we want because he's good at it. And when the, when those don't go in, like you can go along and then you're not making layups. You can, go a long time without scoring. And that's what happened several times here. It's just, you know, it's one of those like it's pack shoe blowing up. Like that's kind of like one, <laughs> one, one, one of those days, right? Like, so I was like, when it's not going your way, it's not going your way. Right. He finally made that layup and his shoe exploded. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, sometimes it doesn't bounce your way. It, just, it, it felt like, yeah, probably the moment a little bit too big for us, but also we just never, and then we never settled in. Right. Cause that, that was the big thing. Cause they, they started nine nothing. We actually tied the game in the first half. Yeah, yeah. And then, but we never were comfortable. We never kind of. We got we tied it at nineteen, and then after right. that, it was they just... went. Out, I think they they went like a ten two run or something after that. But yeah, and then we never got closer than eight again. Um, but that that whole, we just never got comfortable where we felt like we were, <laughs> we were in a rhythm. It was even even when we tied the game up, it was a lot of, kind of forcing the action. And it was never like because our, our our whole offense is based on movement and the ball flowing, and that never happened. That's that's credit to UConn. Yeah, you know they they're very physical defensively and they played well. And it's also 
you know, if you can get to the, to the rim, you got to finish your layups. And we just did not do that. And a lot of it was us mentally thinking we're going to get blocked. Like where I was sitting, you had a great angle of pack breaking a couple of layups in the first half where it was pretty clear he had an open lane just to lay it up off the glass and he went for like a reverse or like double clutched it and missed. It's just, just and go by up. Way, with as big as Sanogo is, he actually doesn't get up that high. So the opportunity to lay the ball up was there. And like you said, they just, they got scared. Well, played. I'm always of the opinion of if you're going to continuously alter your shots to avoid of getting blocked, you're doing the other team a favor. Absolutely. Make them go and make the block every time. You'll get some goaltendings, you'll get some fouls, and you'll get stuffed too. Right. Like, sure. but that's sure. fine. Make them make the plays by we did all this this acrobatic layup attempts and all this trying to avoid the block. It's like just go up strong. Or sometimes we thought they were gonna challenge and they didn't, we just shoot it long. Like we basically airballed some layouts by shooting them over the rim because we thought they were gonna get contested. It's like just put it in off the glass. Right. And and again, I think that's where the moment got to us. Again, it's such a you got, you got to experience this thing. Like the the environment is just so strange. It is so strange. The whole thing is just it's a weird weird court, weird atmosphere. Is the and floor raised, Vish? Like it, raised? It, it is. It is raised. Like the benches are on the on the side under kind of underneath it. And then um, yeah, but I think the biggest thing is from a shooting standpoint. You don't see where the where it, where it ends. It's it's almost like playing outdoors. It just goes on and on and on. Um, and yeah, you got to mentally adjust to that. But frankly, we're the only team that look like crap. So <laughs> FAU and San Diego State didn't look like they forgot how to play basketball. We're the only team that did that. So like they weren't missing fourteen layups each or anything. So you know that's on us. Everyone's playing on this. UConn played on the same court we did, and they came out and made their first three threes and had no problem so like it's not an excuse for us but i do think it impacted us dj we'll kind of end here with you i mean you're you're up in the northeast you mm-hmm. probably see you play a little bit more than most yeah. of us um was there anything surprising or anything that you saw that you know right off the bat right off the bat you said well this this is just going to be tough for miami I was impressed with the plays of the bigs inside because, you know, we mentioned them as a key of the game, but you don't really realize how much they can affect the game until you've actually watched them. I thought Sonogo and, and uh, Klingon played very well. Um, you know, they didn't really allow too much at the rim, and I think that's a big part of Miami's game, driving to the basket. So they kept the paint secure, and I felt like the rest of the team kind of knew that, so they were able to play their game offensively. Um, you know, shout out to... You know, Dan Hurley, I mean, Dan Hurley is a good coach. This is a guy that, you know, went 8-21 and 21 in his first year at Rhode Island. And, you know, by the end of his time in Rhode Island, he was 26-8. and eight. His first year at UConn, 16-17 and 17 in 2018-2019. Now he's 30-8. and eight. So this is also a guy that knows how to build basketball programs, and I think that's a credit to him. Uh, Boston College basketball is not very good at all, so UConn kind of carries the load in terms of basketball in new england and i definitely have a lot of excited friends tonight that's for sure it's funny you know dan hurley comes from a, a pretty uh pretty good uh, yeah. uh lineage of uh yeah. of player coaches as well right so yep absolutely uh, yeah hats hats off to, to uconn obviously you know they they played an amazing game uh but we're proud of these canes man first final four ever in program history and this was one hell of a team. I think that next year is going to be exciting to see what happens because I know we spoke about this a little bit, but that transfer portal is going to be interesting for Miami this year. 
And they've got a couple of guys. Michael Nuoko, who's coming in next year, is a big-time prospect, big-time player. Uh, got some guys on the bench. Vish, uh, I know I heard you talking to Mel about it. Uh, Christian Watkins, uh, Watson, excuse me. Um, Ja'Kai Robinson, Favor Air. Uh, some of those guys. Yeah, can- yeah. I think Favor Air is probably someone that needs, like, probably a couple couple of years yeah. to develop. Um, we've had some centers like that, if you remember, like, Abuku, Zundu, and stuff, where yeah. it looked like they didn't know how to play basketball their freshman year. By senior year, they were really good. I think it's probably more that trajectory. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Dwayne Casey can get a little bit um, – basketball seasoning i think i think he's probably closer to playing but actually aj casey Casey, when i say dwayne casey the the raptors coach the old raptors coach (laughs) man i've been trampling too much and my brain is fried but um (laughs) um wow anyway uh but yeah christian christian wants is actually probably the best out of those three he just was at a position where we had so many guards They've got the um, the foreign guy, uh, the foreign player from uh, was it Lithuania or something? Yeah, yeah, that can hopefully knock down some shots. But 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 I think I think I think Watson has a ton of upside. That that kid's really talented. Just like you're not taking Wong off the court. Lefty, right? Lefty. No, no, he's he's a righty. He's a righty. Watson. Yeah. I I I thought I saw him shooting free throws at the end of the game, left-handed. I I, no, I'm sorry, that was Robinson. That was Robinson. That was Robinson. (laughs) But anyway, so but he's like he's really talented. He just like we had, you got Pack, Wuga, Wong, even Jordan Millich, really a guard playing power forward. Beverly, Joseph, he's just not going to get minutes. Meanwhile, our bigs probably weren't ready, but they had to play. Right. So I think he's someone to watch. And then, like you said, I, I'm sure we'll be active in the portal and looking to yeah. plug, plug some of these gaps as well. Um, or the the women are on the Caitlin Clark watch right now. Uh, <laughs> The girl, the, she'll make $11 million next year. Oof. She already just signed with Buick. Wow. And uh, if John Ruiz can get his claws in there, maybe uh, take her out of that, that corn country, bring her down here. Good luck with that if that happens. I mean, if, I think I, I think we'd be – I think our whole program would be disbanded by the NCAA in five minutes. <laughs> There's no evidence with no evidence. Oh, man. Can you imagine Caitlin Clark down here with a lot of pe- A lot of people like to hate on the women's game, but I'll tell you what. Those now games were very game. entertaining too this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah very good. All the games that women play. I mean, just watching her, she's like Larry Bird. <laughs> she, she was crazy. She was shooter I mean, from my house, man. And I love, listen, I love a woman who taunts, you know? I mean, oh, yeah. there's, there's nothing better, you know? I, I had mean, no problem with what any of them did. No, no. With Reese, none of them. That's it's none of them. Man, why complain? It's a game. It's a game. It's, a game. it's basketball. That's what you do. You talk talk trash to each other. Yeah, you, you do. I mean, but, uh, yeah. I mean, she she was like Steph Curry and this stuff. She'd get off the bench and shoot. It was, <laughs> but I like it. It was very entertaining. And then, yeah. like I said, you know, I mean, hey, listen. I felt bad for FAU. Holy oh, Christmas. Man. What a heartbreaker that was. They had that game. And uh, Vish, did you, were you at that game? Oh, you're, you're, you're muted. Yeah, it's one ticket. So, yeah. oh, okay. That's nice. Which is, which is why it's so expensive. Because um, it's four fan bases trying to get their hands on the same ticket. Yeah, um, actually, I saw, like, at the Sweet 16, the Sweet 16 ticket I had was way more expensive than the Elite Eight one. Because oh, wow. it's it's because it's one game instead of two, and it's down to two teams, so it's less market for it. Damn. But, um, <laughs> well, you could write it off at the end of the year, a little expense. <laughs> um, can I can I expense it to Ethan? <laughs> like, what can I do here? 
Yeah, talk to Ethan about that. Yeah, I, I'm not confident I'm going to get reimbursed here. Hey, man, let's say what's up to some of the people here in the yeah, chat. Yeah, Roasty, no, Fresh. What's up, Bernie? Pat, what's going on? What's going on, yeah. fellas? Um, so that's kind of a turn our attention a little bit to, to uh, uh, spring football here as we've got the spring football game fast approaching in a couple of weeks. Um, I mean, look, Blue, you were at, you were at practice. You were at the, the, the scrimmage this weekend. Um, there was, you know, some exciting, some, some encouraging news, right? And then there's also some news where not necessarily negative, not necessarily bad, but just, it just kind of shows you we're missing some guys. We need some depth still. Uh, some guys are still trying to work their way in and, uh, there's some, still some rust and some rawness from some of these cats. Um, I want to start off with, I really want to go opposite and I want to go bad to good because I think it'll get everybody excited. But what are some of the things that you saw blue that, I don't want to say concern you because again, man, it's we're two weeks, three weeks into spring football, not a big deal. But things that you say, well, we're going to need a little more help than maybe we thought, or we're, we're definitely going to need a little more help at these positions, or we would possibly be in trouble if some of these guys get hurt. Well, first of all, linebacker, very thin. Um, Matt, go as your brother is really nice. Wesley still's got a long way to go, man. Way a long way to go. He's an intelligent kid who's uh, really he needs to he needs to work on everything. And then and we got Corey Flagg as a backup. Uh, so linebacker definitely. I mean, there's just you, you know you have no depth whatsoever. You're going to put a lot of pressure on the on the uh, defensive front. Impressed with the secondary. Daryl Porter got hurt a little bit, knocked, uh, you know, got knocked around. And we know Cam Kinches is going to be a freak. And um, Williams was, I think he was wearing uh, the red jersey. So he didn't play a whole lot, you know, or practice a lot. James Williams. The, uh, about James. Huh? We're talking about James Williams, right? James Williams. Keith was starting next to Kitchens, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Offensively, um, the line is a big issue, man. You got two guys on there and Lee and, and uh, Cohen. And they're right now the centerpiece of really making this a solid line. But if either of them go down, it's going to be some problems. Because, I, you know, I don't – right now, I mean, Rivers is running second team. I watched uh, Mauagoa. Kid's the deal, but he's, he's deficient. I mean, they were beating him up front a lot. Uh, he just doesn't, he, you know, like Mario Cristobal was saying, he just has so much to learn. You know, everybody has so much to learn. Um, running game is going to be good. Cheney looked good. Uh, he just got to put some armor around him and hopefully he doesn't get hurt. Because if he stays healthy, I'm telling you, yeah, he's a, he's an NFL everybody there said, he's a he, he's an NFL back. Yeah, uh, you know, and there's no doubt. Um, Kobe Young wasn't – he worked, but not very much. Uh, Restrepo got too big. He's got to lose. He's got to lose weight. He's up to 204, 205. He's got to he, – he, he's, he's got to understand that you've got to give your body a rest. And all he does is work, you know, weights and can't do that, you know, especially coming up now. I mean, uh, so uh, he's still going to be effective. He ca catches the hell out of the ball. Blue, I think, though, that could – like you said, right? He's too big. That could definitely hurt you. Like you can get hurt if he gets yeah. too big. If he gets uh, too, too big, yeah, he's, that size. 
he's huge. You know, I mean, he, I mean, he worked out in the weight room, but I mean, you, you yeah. got to give your body a rest somewhere along the line, you know, I mean, and I was told a couple of coaches said, well, we'll finish up practice here in about an hour and a half. He'll be out here doing his stuff. Nobody else, but he will. And I said, wow, that can't be. Uh, potentially they got one of the best kicking games, both of the punters really nice. And, uh, and, and we know Borregales is kind of automatic, but I will say something here. There is such a gap at quarterback. I mean, just amazing gap. If Tyler Van Dyke goes down, this is going to be tough. Uh, Jakari Brown is not ready. He's just not, he's just not. I watched him makes doesn't make the right decisions. And they were kind of getting in his ear about that. Um, yeah, he's, uh, you know, I mean, right now, facts are facts. What you see in front of you is what you see. Um, they didn't, uh, obviously, uh, what's his name's hurt, Arroyo. Carver looked nice, but he's still, you know, got a lot of work ahead of him. Um, yeah, they, uh, they've got to get kids healthy. They can't afford to lose many people. And they can't afford to, you know, limp out of spring with all these injuries. They've got to because they can't put all their eggs in one basket that they're going to do. They're going to get everything done in three weeks when they start practice to when they open. So they've got a, you know, we're going to see a lot in the spring. We're going to see more. And he promised that they're going to see a whole lot more than last year. And you and I talked about this last week, uh, jazz, that what does Miami have to hide? You know, I mean, they once they won five games. I mean, you know, so they've got to let it all out. Um, while there, there's a lot of optimism, but there's a lot of caution too because it's not a deep team at all. And even you know, even Mario acknowledged, you know, we're still recovering from perhaps one of the worst rosters in the history of the program. <laughs> I mean, you know, they just didn't have a very good roster last year. So, in reality, Miami's got work to do. Uh, the I positives is you have some dudes. Yeah, and uh, they're definitely going to have to bring in a marquee wide receiver. Uh, they're going to have to get another linebacker, you know, from, from the portal. I think those two positions are musts. Um, you got to make a play. Yeah. The, uh, there's no, um, yeah, there, well, they do have running back depth. I mean, cause right now, I mean, you got obviously uh, Parrish and, and, um, and Cheney, but then you got, you know, um, the, um, the young the kid young who got man. hurt last year, I keep forgetting his name. Oh, Citizen, Trevante Citizen. Citizen. I uh, watched him. He's a good-sized kid. He's ready to get back in a mix. And then you got two studs coming in. And, and and you know, so, I mean, you don't always like to use freshmen, but you're not going to start them. They're just going to be depth. Um, but also, uh, as running backs, I think you, you see a lot more freshmen, a lot more young guys playing that that position because of the skill and, you know, and, and – and, and what what that position kind of entails? I yeah, think. yeah, no, I agree, I agree. And from a, they had some really good recruits there. I talked to David Stone for about 10, 15 minutes. Uh, he seems to like it. You know, he says I like what they're doing here. You know, he's he was talking, uh, you know, to the coaches, and they all seemed to, you know, I mean, they had the the kid Ezekiel Marceline, who's a sophomore, going to be a junior at uh, Central, was there, and. He seemed to like what he was. Yeah, there was some, uh, uh, there was a, like a lot of Booker T. Washington kids were there. And uh, they had, uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't an overabundance of players, but 
um, but having Stone there because he's a difference maker. Yeah. Uh, he's obviously the number one defensive tackle in the country, and you get his, you get him on, and and it, you know what? I think the biggest thing is, and and uh, some of the kids from IMG, I was talking to uh, what's his name's parents, the tight end, and she said there's just such a bond between the kids who play at IMG. And if they got a chance to come together, they will. Cause they, they, you know, IMG is one of those, it's like a college campus. So they hang out together all the time. They don't really leave much. So everything, they ride their bikes around the campus and they're, you know, hang out at the, you know, there's like a, a cafeteria type of thing and they hang out there and they play pool. And, they, and she says, it's really a college lifestyle that these kids are adapting to as, you know, 11th and 12th grade. And, um, yeah, so um, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, uh, the running back, Jarek uh, Gibson, is I believe his name was it, Jarek uh, Gibson. Yep. Jarek yeah, Gibson. Gibson. Well, he just got a, a running mate, uh, the number one running back for twenty twenty five in the nation from Alabama. Yep. So he'll, over there. Yeah, I just talked. To, I talked to to him the other day, uh, and he's a uh, you know. So you never know. You never know. I just Miami's got a. They've got to definitely stay healthy, and that's that's just got to be a fact. I mean, they, I mean, I know everybody has to stay healthy, but Miami doesn't have depth in a lot of uh, places. You know, talking to KB about uh, about uh, Jacoby George, um, he says he's got a lot of work in front of him, and you know, and this is a guy who comes from the same high school as KB did, and. And uh, but I think they and even even uh, Timmy Harris said, uh, you know, we got some running backs, but we we got to transform them at, uh, to another level. Um, so everybody I talked to just, you know, they came at it with the reality and that's, you know, not where they well, we're going to be 11 and one. And they, there was none of that. Right. It's just a reality because the hasn't the hurricane fan heard this for a decade or more. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, we're gonna be like, much better this year. We're going to be nine that, wins. That's why I like what the coaching staff is saying. What I uh, I like what what a lot of people around the program are saying that this is still a work. It's cautious. It is. Right? It's cautious. It is. It's, it's it is. work it's and we're working hard and we're working hard and we're getting these guys reps and we still don't have you know a lot of the guys in from the class, not only from the class but injury. No, I understand. I know. So that's good though. Like I kind of like that. It's the coaches coach, though, Jazz, and this is what I like. What's there was that? a lot of enthusiasm, you know, whether it be Dawson or any of the coaches, Timmy Harris, uh, you know, they, they were out there coaching. They didn't, you know, last year you'd see Strong or one of those guys kind of like – these guys were, I mean, immersed into right. into what was going on. And that, that kind of turned me on a little bit. I, I like that. You know, I like that. And, you know, I even – when I met Dawson, I says uh, – it's refreshing to see an offensive coordinator that, you know, that is a people person, you know, I mean, and a guy who really, and he goes, Oh, you know, I mean, that's how I was raised to, you got to listen to everybody. Everybody has an idea. And, and uh, because he was talking to Harris and remember being the quarterback coach is so important and him being both. And I think you could just see Van Dyke. I mean, he's going to the NFL. He is. There's just no way he's not. He just he, his his arm strength, his decision making. He's got all of it. Uh, he really does. He's looks now like he did two years ago. Nice. Looks more comfortable. 
I mean, he stood in there, and you'll see in the spring game, he'll make plays. He'll, uh, but they've got to get some receivers in space. And uh, Cheney can catch the ball out of the backfield, which is another, you know what? Duke Johnson was there, me and, uh, and, and, uh, and, um, and Sony Michelle. So I was on the sideline with them and we were talking and both of them agree. You know, you look at Cheney could be a real missing piece that they didn't have last year in a running back because he's not just a tackle the tackle guy, but he's like Lamar Miller in the fact that he'll get you on a wheel route and he'll burn some safety bat. Uh, and, uh, you know, when he, he has to run, healthy. he's a, huh? I <laughs> think he stay healthy. Well, that's the same thing with anybody, Jazz. I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys yeah, that there's don't. There's a little bit of a difference in Cheney. No, I, mean, I know. He's been well, practice for two, two years. Yeah, but he's I mean. In, uh, he, he's he's still a specimen, you know. I mean, he's he's still big and strong. And he, I'll tell you what, he he cuts and he does everything right. So, But you're right, you know, but uh, but that could be. You know, uh, a lot of guys are on the shelf. I'd like to see Arroyo stay healthy, too, because uh, he's a lot in, in the fact that, like Will Mallory, in the fact that he'll stretch that defense. He'll he'll get in that secondary against, a you know, a, a safety, and uh, he'll give that safety a lot of hard time. Vish, what do, you, what, what do you take out of, you know, Blue's assessment of what he's seen so far? Is it more of a concern? Is it more of, you know – cautiously optimistic from what you're hearing because it's so early and like the coaches are saying the right things right now as opposed to everybody kind of drinking the Kool-Aid. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, I, I not only I think I mixed the Kool Aid then drank it last year, so um, so um, so at this point, like I, I I won't really be thrown off by things. I I frankly don't have expectations on this team at this point. Um, you know, we like Blue said we've been hearing for he was being nice saying a decade. It's really been yeah twenty years, right? Of yep, we're back. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. And then the product on the field has never matched it. Um, so, frankly, anything they say, including, you know, not bringing that bravado in doesn't really move the needle for me because, I mean, it's, it's been that long since, since the, uh, the, team, the team has been um, at anything really. I mean, there was a couple of years with Mark Richt where they looked good. Like actually, okay. Hey, so, they were ten and up. <laughs> well, well, but I mean, even the year before that, when they were nine four and beat the brains out of West Virginia in the bowl game, you could like it looked like okay, this is a proper football team and program. But those have been far, few and far between. Even Rick's last year, the Diaz years, even when they were winning, it's like we kind of suck. We won that game, but like we're not. So it's been, it's you know, it's been very rare that you're watching Miami play football and you're like, wow, this is a good team. Like I'm not even talking about like playoff level or winning. Champ. I'm just talking about like this is an actual good football team, right? Right. Um, and so yeah, like like Blue says, it's going to be a lot of hard work. So we're I'm sort of encouraged to hear that that's happening. On the other hand, said all that last year, we've never worked harder yeah. in our lives. You know, like I, I remember hearing that coming out of play. Same as it ever was. Which actually, you know what? Those two things could be true. They might never have worked harder in their lives because they were under Manny Diaz Country Club before. So it might still not have been enough. Um, 
those those two things are not necessarily separate. But yeah, I, I think this year is really just about laying a foundation for futures beyond it, right? We gotta stop playing horrible football. Like you don't you don't you can lose games and grow from it. You don't play poorly repeatedly and grow from it. Cause like if you if you lose games I mean this is gonna go way back. Blue will remember this, Jazz you might, but like in nineteen ninety nine we lost four games. That was the year before, you know, we we went on that huge run of three yeah, of course. Should have been should have been three champions. We lost four games. We were nine and four. We got blown out at Virginia Tech. Yeah. But and we lost to East Carolina. We blew a 20 point lead to East Carolina. But on net, if you watch that team play, you see a lot of good things, even in the losses. And you're like, something is building there. Like it's not where you want to be. You certainly don't want to blow a 20 point lead to East Carolina. Um, and you certainly don't want to get blown out by Virginia Tech. Like all that stuff is true, but you could see, all right. This is a platform from which you can grow. It's almost like the 2016 team that blew out West Virginia in the bowl game, right? You're like, we that team blew a game at Notre Dame that had no business losing, right? Had, had uh, the Florida State game, the blocked extra point. You're like, this team should have been better, but there's a foundation there. And then the 2017 grew out of that. We have we got to lay the foundation this year. More so in the records, like if we can have extended periods of playing good football. <laughs> To me, that's like the goal this year. So you can, all right, now how do we become more consistent at doing that? Because I, I I, can't think of a time last year watching this team where I'm like, man, we're good. <laughs> like, it, I mean, like it, like not even for like a quarter. And that, that that's the, that's what's got to change. So, yeah, and then injuries can all play a part in that as well as Blue talked about. And I don't – I agree with Blue. I don't think we need more running backs. I think we're pretty strong there. Like if all of them get injured again, yeah, I would then – then we probably need to look at our strength and conditioning program or whatever's going on. Cause, but I don't actually think that's, I know Cheney's got the the bad reputation after getting hurt all the time. His stuff is tends to be the more serious, like season ending stuff. Those are usually not the injury, the injury prone guys, the guys are like, you know, miss a game here. Then they come back for two and they miss another one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Take, like his have been actual like serious injuries, which in a way is worse because it takes, it's hard to recover, but also, I'm not long term like worried that he's just he's not going to be able to overcome that. I, I think he'll be fine. I, yeah. I think that this is a year. It's going to be a breakout year for him. I, I am, I you know, with all that being said, I think I'm still confident that this is going to be one of those years where he's going to he's going to finally show us what we all yeah. talked about how yeah. good he is. He's going to be one of the best backs. He could be one of the best backs in the country. Oh yeah, with all the intangibles, and I you know I spent a little time with his dad who was on the sideline too, and. You know, he says that uh, he says he's the kids worked hard and it it's taken That's a toll on his on his That's mind. And like Vish said, you know, when you get those injuries that finish you for the season, it works on your mind because there's no way you could, you know, okay, well, I'm banged up and I'll be back in two weeks if I work real hard. But you know that that gives you some hope. But if you have to sit there every single day and watch practice, knowing you can't even be a part, he said it worked on his mind. You know, yes. and then I understand. That does. Uh, D- DJ, is there anything that you want to see coming out of spring football, right, as we get into the spring game, um, you know, based off of what Blue said, that kind of says, well, hey, we might need a couple extra guys here or there. Well, one of the things that Blue said that really caught my attention was the kind of not shoddy offensive line play, but not great offensive line play, and then the big skill gap between – QB1 and QB2, and I'm not saying that can't happen, but if Tyler Van Dyke, you know, hopefully not, but if there is a chance he goes down with an injury 
And, you know, we're stuck. We're not, st- I don't want to say stuck, but we have no. to use the backup quarterback. I mean, then that's, I think, a cause for concern. Now, hopefully Brown will continue to develop. I think for me, Brown's development is going to be big just because, you know, the line may need some time to develop. And oftentimes a developed line means trouble for the quarterback. So I'm hoping, you know, those two things kind of go hand in hand. And I'm hoping, um, I'm hoping uh, Brown can develop a little bit more. And then uh, Blue mentioned, you know, Cheney and the possibilities of him, you know, becoming a good receiving back when healthy. I think, honestly, you know, I'd love to see the running backs get a little bit more involved in the passing game just in case the line is bad. That gives the quarterbacks a safety valve and, you know, easy, quick throws to get out and move the chains. I mean, that's something I don't think we did enough of last year. I thought we focused a lot on down the field versus, you know, finding a quick read with the running back. So I'm hoping they work on that during the spring. Again, those are kind of my new things, but I think, you know, I guess the biggest thing for me is the line play and the quarterback gap. Those are two things I'll be watching this spring very closely. Don't be surprised, guys, if um, after spring football, Miami doesn't go after a veteran quarterback that knows that that plays this style of football, right? So that can kind of play that, um, you know, that run and shoot that, that that air raid style offense. Don't be surprised if they go after a veteran guy in the, in, in the transfer portal for this specific reason, right? Blue, what you mentioned, yeah. If if DB, TVD goes down, God forbid, uh, you know. Jakari could have has his moments where he flashes and you're like, holy crap, that's like phew, Randall Cunningham style, right? Yeah. And then, and then and then you got I wish. Yeah, but then you got you know all these mistakes. UNLV, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, but not only that, they <laughs> he, I mean he was a beast. I yeah, know he was in the NFL too, but I was like, there's a UNLV connection there. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, but I was gonna say, do you know that he that. led the nation in punting his senior year with a 49 yard average? That's like Tony Gwynn leading the nation in assists or leading yeah, the state yeah. assists. Uh, but yeah, so I think that they'll 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 address that situation in the transfer portal. I think you're gonna see a transfer portal wide receiver. You're probably gonna see an offensive lineman. Yeah. And you're probably gonna see some defensive help as well because one place where you are really good, but you're also really thin at is defensive tackle, right? You've got LT, you got uh maybe one or two more guys there. You've got uh, Jared Harrison Hunt and Ahmad Moten. And Ahmad yeah. Moten hasn't shown anything Moten looked right? pretty good. He's probably a, a really solid player. Yeah. Um, and then you, 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 I don't want to say you have a drop-off, but you've got some unproven guys there. Lichtenstein is still hurt. So how much yeah, you know what I mean? A lot of guys wearing shirts and not, not full uniforms. Which you got Branson Dean, right, who's, who's yeah. probably going to start if it's not Hunt. Um, and then – I think the biggest question mark is, and a lot of people have mentioned this, is the transfer, uh, the transfer portal guy Tommy Gore. Is you know how how good is he? He's I think he's like my height apparently, right? So yeah. Oh, I I was telling you the other day. You know who's been a big disappointment? Moss. Moss. Oh, Moss. Yeah, because he's oh my still. Gosh, he's lighter last than last year. Yeah, he looks light, right? He looks really light. He, I mean, like what's his name it says. My my wife's got a bigger butt than him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we keep hearing as well, right? I yeah, mean, there, there's I, a Sir Mix a Lot joke there, but uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> you, you did mention blue one one more thing before we uh before we wrap up spring football, but um one of the I think that the biggest bright spots and the guy that you're gonna see kind of shine this year on the defensive side. Uh, we're really excited about him because he's got all American potential is Nigel E. Kelly. No, oh, yeah. He That's a good the guy player. that I think he's a good looking prospect, good looking player. Put smart on kid, too. Smart, put on some weight, knows how to rush the quarterback. They like him. I think that that's the kid that's going to make some noise this year. You know, obviously the starters are uh, Mesador and Harvey per se, but Kelly's probably one one A, one B, one C there with those guys. So I'm really excited to see. Yeah, that. yeah, I know he. I agree. He's uh, yeah, Mesador though is a must. Oh yeah, uh, and they got a key. They got it. He's another guy that's key and as a has to be healthy but yeah i mean like you said there's a lot that you you like but there's a lot you got to be concerned with i Absolutely. mean because you know the even though the schedule front end is not that tough you know with a and m being the tougher of the of the games that middle and that end they're gonna test you blue we gotta you know, be like noah's ark in football too right we gotta have two of each yeah yeah so well you know not now <laughs> not yet no, uh, yeah. no. Oh man, um, you got an easy win at Boston College, so you can. Put I don't. Hey, they're one and nine in Boston College in the last ten games. Yeah, but Boston right. College is not is not. Yeah, well, is... keep that to yourself, DJ. All right. Remember two years ago when they went up there and the run big running back ran for two forty on them. Yeah, I do. No, I don't want to hear that. Who AJ? What was it? AJ Dillon? No, it wasn't AJ Dillon, was it? No, it yeah. A, um, I can't think of his name, but he was. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Big there. kid, like I think he's playing. Oh I think yeah, 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 yeah. Playing with the Redskins now, I think he's one of the Redskin guys. Yeah, or yeah. whatever they're Commanders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not um, being politically correct. Well, uh, we'll keep, we'll keep. I mean, the next next time we talk, we'll be kind of previewing per se the spring game. So uh yeah it's next next friday. week from friday right so you two are gonna be out there right yeah yeah, we'll be yeah i'll be there i tell you, i kind of planted the seed with our boy uh about getting getting in there well oh, no problem just hit me up the spring game is open to the public right it is yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it was last year too yeah, but but i'm talking about being on the field you know, I mean, instead yeah. of being in the stands. I mean, I don't even think – I think if you show up to any stadium in South Florida, Blue and say, I want to be yeah. on the field. Not true. The field. Not true. I had to walk uh, four miles last year. I mean, but once you got there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was with Joaquin Gonzalez, so yeah. that, kind of, that helps. That, you, you, actually, you, it did brought, you brought a lead blocker? <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, before we end this, hey, uh, Vish, baby. Huge sweep of the uh, four I mean, criminals, huh? And blue, ba- big, ba- all, all four of us here are big baseball guys. So, I mean, yeah. complete um, demolition. Very happy to see people finally oh, throw well. Man. And this time we scored some runs without hitting home runs. Yeah. yeah no, it was, it was, a, I mean, FSU is down bad. Yeah, they are. And, and, and people, people, a lot of people say people had a great outing, and he did. But he still had some moments. He had the one. He had one inning. But I mean, if that guy gives us eight innings with four runs, I am. I, well, that's Dave's, come on, yeah, eight, eight innings. He gives, he gives eight innings. I couldn't believe it. That's his longest outing of the year, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, longest outing sure. of his career, period, and twelve Ks. So. Is it? Yeah, Is it his longest yeah, outing yeah. of his career. Yeah. I feel like he 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 has randomly pitched well in the postseason every year. Look to me. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. To me, Alejandro Rosario in the postseason is your perfect. Any or two of just straight smoke, 
See, oh, yeah, yeah. I see, I, I, I disagree. I think he's ZRA is like in the nines, but yeah. Well, well, I mean, it went, it went the right direction finally this weekend. But I actually think he's the perfect guy to, assuming you're like a higher seed, like you're not like the three seed or something, to pitch that Friday game and just blow smoke, like start the Friday game, blow smoke past the hitters that aren't used to seeing that velocity, and yeah. win that first game. And then you have I'm your. I'm just afraid. I don't trust him and his because when he loses it. I don't know when he loses it. He loses it. But I feel like he could just throw gas past like the four seed, and then you get that win under the belt. And you still have the rest of your rotation to go. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the good thing? And they're they're on their way to set a record uh, through 28 games. They have 497 total bases. That's wow. crazy. They've also hit 58, I think, 59. Yeah, runs. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I mean, but I'm just saying this is from an offensive standpoint. I mean, it's a really productive team. I think their their batting average was up around 290 something. And I mean, they had, who was it? Uh, uh, Kafis and uh, they had seven home runs. And then you have a bunch of guys with six. Zach Levinson's had a really good year. He's like, hold on, hold on, Blue. We got to mention the home run king right now, which is Vish's favorite player, Morales? Carlos Perez. Okay, so, runs. so right. I, I didn't see any of that. I just saw Dom knock one into the parking garage. So uh... <laughs> he did, he did. But your boy is leading leading the team with eight home no, runs. No, he's he, he, he's really worked at it. He couldn't hit for anything last year, and he's yeah. he's become wow. a plus hitter. So yeah. He's yeah, also like around the 220 mark too, but yeah, but again, but again, it's he's not he's not the best player on the team or anything, but he's actually like last like I was. He's Jazz, a catcher. Jazz is making fun of me because we talked about this this offline like before the season started, and like to me that was the biggest worrying position because um, he was Perez was going to be the starter. He bat like hit like one something last year, had no pop, no anything really. Yeah, and we've got Scanlon in from Oregon who couldn't hit at Oregon. The hell is he going to hit at Miami? <laughs> so well, I'm like, I, I was like, uh, so, yeah, I don't know why JD Jones hasn't gotten more of a chance, but, um, but you know, Perez being able to hit in the two hundreds and show pop means that that's not a dead, dead. Yeah, no, I understand. And that's a huge jump from where I thought we were coming in. Oh, yeah. Like he's been a huge, huge, huge pleasant surprise. I'm happy if he hits 260 and hits 12 home runs. I mean, what more can you ask for from that guy? You know, um, Johanny Morales is your favorite. Oh man, uh, no, I mean, yeah, he's he's I think he's a lot of people's favorite, but I mean, he's the best player on the team, so I don't know what to tell you. Like, I mean, <laughs> how can he not be? But, um, hey, you know who leads the team in RBIs on that, and, and that's a freshman, Blake Sears. So, yeah, Blake yeah, Sears uh, had a really good year, he's having an incredible year, right? Uh, yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, he I mean, he's one of the guys with seven home runs, too. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't hit a little bit of a wall. He is a freshman, so we want him. I think that that's yeah. why they're kind of rotating him with DH at second base and to giving him a – Yeah, throw. and I, I think we still need to, to figure out, like, Dorian's struggling still. Like, I – I that second base position is a problem because in addition to rotating here to, like, not have him play every day as a freshman, it's also – he's not great and in the field. Farrell's struggling as well. Yeah, so. Farrell's struggling. He's been I, – I think I think it's lefties. We're putting Sear in the field and – DHing Pharaoh and then against righties, it's it's Dorian is is I still but I I I think I'm on this 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 by myself on this bus by myself, but I still feel like Ariel Garcia should play a lot more, and I think he could play second. No, I don't think you are. I I would take. And he just he just doesn't doesn't get that bass doesn't play, and I feel like he he should be getting some of those. I think. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, I was saying, especially if uh, Pharaoh continues to struggle, like how about when there's a righty let Ariel, when there's a lefty let Ariel play second DH Sierra there? Well, it's funny you say that because I think that that's that's where I was kind of going with this. I think the biggest, the pleasant surprise this year has been Jacoby Long being able to come in and get some valuable, you know, some good at bats. Obviously, he's a good he's a good fielder, so right? he can go out there and play the outfield. Uh, but he's gotten some decent at bats. You know, he scored a couple runs and. Um, putting the ball in play a little bit. So I think he's been he's been a little bit of a surprise out there. Uh, Dario Gomez is kind of inconsistent, but he's gotten a little bit better as the year has gone by. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot more Jacoby Long probably, uh, quicker than you'll see Garcia or, you know, or anybody else, just because he's, he's been able to play a little bit. So just surprised I haven't seen any Caden Martin at all. I thought that based off of what he did in the fall, that he was going to come in and, and, and get some playing time. but. Uh, it is what it is. I think this team can continue to, uh, you know, to play that the way they're playing, get a little hot. Uh, pitching continues to be, you know, to get better, especially that, that you know, the middle relievers are the biggest concern for me because Guile is just thinking right now, right? Like he's not – he's just a, a he fragment of what he was. <laughs> yeah, he's a fragment of – he's 95, 96 off the bump, but he's just – everything is It doesn't just, matter. Yeah, you know, and – uh so Lecarica is the one that they've kind of leaned on for a while now. Chris Sinta as well, and um, you know, there's a couple other guys. Ben Chestnut, Alejandro. Are you are you worried though about like how short we've already shortened our bullpen up, and like we're not using a lot of arms? Yeah, it's really what well. it's Torres, Chestnut, Sinta, like Lecarica, and, and, right? and 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 Walters. And Walters, and Rafe comes in to face like one guy, right? Yeah, but the, I mean, I, I feel like we almost because. Given that, like, we don't really – one of those guys is technically the midweek starter, too. Yeah, Torres, right? Torres. Well, sometimes it's Torres, sometimes it's Chestnut. They generally go, like, two to three innings, and the other one does two to three. So, right. like, that's a very shallow bullpen. Yeah. For 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 the beginning of April. Like, maybe when you get to May, you shorten it up, and you got your trusted arms. Like, I'm worried he's going to wear out the bullpen. Well, I think I think the problem is also, like, first of all, no, if, if people can give, keep why. giving us if you can keep giving us eight innings, then it's less wear and tear. But like, I mean, I'm, I'm a little conflicted with with Rosario going eight innings last week, last weekend, or well, yesterday basically, uh, because I get why he did it because he wanted to continue to build his confidence and the way he's throwing, he was throwing really well. Uh, but I also think that that game might have been an opportunity to get some guys in there to get some work too. Uh, so I. Like you said, Bish, right? Like, yeah, it concerns me a little bit because in the postseason, you need a ton of arms, man. You're going to need arms because if you throw your guys two two days in a row, then you're going to be struggling. It's Johnny Hostaff that third game. Yeah. So. Giving up five runs a game, though, that's – it just – Yeah, and then – You can't do that. And then no. it's, it's also given that, like, our midweek – our fourth pitcher, whoever it is, either Torres or Chestnuts, also like one of the key bullpen arms. How the hell are we going to play a regional? Yeah, <laughs> like, like we got a couple the... tough games this week. They got UCF FAU this week, so or uh, UCF, UCF or Virginia, Virginia, and then they're going to Virginia. oh yeah, Virginia, but UCF I, tomorrow. UCF Maybe I'll try tomorrow. to get down there and watch the game on Saturday. We'll see. Yeah, it's a one o'clock game. Yeah, but it's it's here ish. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's up there. <laughs> it's like two hours from me. Maybe I'll go down there. Yeah. Oh wow! Well, geez, if you yeah. went to all those basketball, I know. Games, I almost oh, like I almost feel like I need to be that's home. like an easy road trip. 
well, I could go and come back on the same day at least. I don't think I'll, I definitely won't make the Friday games just like early and I, I do have a job. Yeah, it's a six o'clock um, game. Um, but maybe I'll do the Saturday drive up in May. I don't know if they can get if they can uh, take two or three from uh, from UVA. I think that's a solid weekend. Um, they got to be UCF. They're, they're always a tough team. UCF Very team. always tough. So if they can do if they can do a little damage this week and and go like you know what is it to a three and one this yeah. week, I'm happy with that. Right? UVA is a really good team. They've only lost like three or four games this year. I don't know something. Yeah, like no, that. they we've been we've been playing again. My my biggest like Wake Forest kind of pants us a little bit, and they're they, they're they, well, they pants everybody though. Yeah, but they're <laughs> they're they're, they're yeah they're yeah, they're a top five team. Yeah, Other than that, are. even even against Florida, like we looked okay. I'm I'm okay. Again, my biggest concern is we. Not just the quality of pitching, but just the number of pitchers we're using isn't enough. It's a number. It's a number. Isn't, it, isn't enough to get through a, a if region. Dial, if Dyle was throwing okay, then oh, okay, you'd feel a little better. But gosh, <laughs> have to get sent, I mean, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to even think what we would do if we like got into a losers bracket right now. But you can't and, go into every game thinking you're going to outscore everybody like that in ten nine. It's not going to happen. No, it's yeah, not. It's, it's not. not it's, it's not going to happen. But it almost is going to have to happen for us to to get out of a regional because there's no way like we have the pitching to. Like we have to, we definitely have to win the first two games because how the hell else are you going to get out of? Yeah, you know, we don't have the pitching at all. We don't really have a, we don't, we we barely have a third starter because people have been struggling so much. The midweek guys are actually on bullpen ours. Like I, I all I could say is in the first couple of minutes of this game, UConn never played this bad as they're playing now as they did uh, against Miami. Miami, they couldn't do anything wrong. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, such as. Such and they're only down two, so there you go. Such no, I'm just saying, though, Sandy, I thought that would be like 16 6. Yeah, but but San, San Diego State is very good at hugging the good game. Good defense. Up. Yeah. They're yeah, good. no, they're, they're going to make it like they're going to basically play exactly how we don't, which is just beat the crap out of UConn, too, and try to make, make it into one of their types of games, which is like playing yeah, the 50s. No doubt. And they're good at that. And we're like, we're an offensive team. So when we missed our layups, like it was done. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we're not going to ever like. Like that Drake game was an anomaly. We don't win games sixty something to fifty something. We get eighty, which we did multiple times the tournament, which is insane, by the way. Yeah, yeah. the number of points we were putting up is like crazy. Um, um fellas, let's uh, keep it locked here every week for the uh, every Monday night at eight thirty p.m. We'll uh, preview that spring game next week um, and uh, talk a little more. A little more baseball, hopefully, after coming off of a, a good baseball weekend again. So Yeah, hopefully. Make sure you guys keep it locked here on uh, Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, and, and just some other kind of programming announcements. So I do have Matt coming back on on Wednesday at 7, leading into hitting the Apex, our Formula 1 show, which crazy race this weekend. We got a lot to talk about for that. Woo! So definitely check that out. But, yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt and I are going to talk about how we got the, the, the Final Four game so wrong. We've been pretty good on like talking about like what's gonna happen and having it actually happen. Not just the result, but like, oh, this is a matchup we can exploit. We missed pretty heavily on the final four. So we're gonna talk about that a little bit. And then also with both Matt and uh if you saw Melissa was on earlier with me, um, we're gonna kind of wrap up do a because right now we're kind of still focused on last weekend's game. We kind of wrap up those seasons for the men and the women as well. So there's some a little bit more basketball content before we formally graduated the offseason there. And then Jasmine, I gotta get you on to do some baseball talk. All right, let's do it. <laughs> gotta get you on to do some baseball talk. I don't need to go outside network for baseball talk. I got I got my man here. So that'll be fun. That'll yeah, be we fun. gotta start doing more baseball content. So 
DJ Blue Vish, always a pleasure. Let's keep yep. uh, let's keep it going. We'll see you guys next Monday night. Sounds Have good. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rings Kane Show. You know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.